Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 226 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for being here, hanging out, spending a little time. Before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to give a little shout out to my other podcast that I have called the Print Design Podcast. A number of guests on this show over its history have talked about print, an awesome print design project that they have been a part of. Some went well, some didn't, and all of that stuff in between. I wanted to dedicate a show to print and really dive into it because it's just something that isn't talked about as much as it should be. So many things are printed and created as handouts and advertising and packaging and labels and shrink sleeves and all of these things. They don't really talked about that much. And especially in school now, young designers coming out of school have just this like teeny weeny, and I'm doing this like little symbol with my hand, like teeny weeny little bit of training in print, nowhere near enough to really break out there and into it. So I wanted to create a podcast that gives designers a look behind the curtain of the planning and the design and the production of these awesome print pieces. So if you are a graphic designer and interested at all in creating incredible printed tangible things for your clients to promote your own freelance business, stuff you're doing, if you're at all interested in that, head over and check out the Print Design Podcast. It's good. I mean, real good. A little bit biased, but it's good. So today's guest on the quickie, a longtime listener, which was shocking to hear. Um, you know, when somebody like looks at your designs and is like, this is so great. This is amazing work. This is how it makes me feel. You know, this is like, he, he told me he listened to almost all of the quickie podcasts. And I just kind of went, really? Wow. Because it's surprising, right? When people say things like that about your stuff. But it's awesome. I love doing it. I love meeting new designers. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, my guest today is Brandon Crawford from Second Sun Design Co. During this episode, we talk about he started in sort of an engineering career direction, education direction, a little bit of architecture in there as well, but landed in design. He shares how that path worked out. Always drawing dinosaurs. That's always a good start. You know that. He also shares with us that gig poster artwork was really influential to him early on in his career. We talk about a whole bunch of burnout that he experienced, why he experienced it, and what pulled him out of the funk. We also get into a story about a rebrand project that he won, was just excited to take on and excited to do, and very quickly, he ended up way over his head and what he learned from that. That and so much more including a little talk about death by cheese. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to this one. My guest, Brandon Crawford. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Brandon, welcome to the Quickie Podcast. How are you, man? 
Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Like I said earlier, the sun is shining. It's Friday morning. I've already got a coffee and a half in me. Things are looking up. All right. Awesome. So before I get started here, are you ready for a quickie, Brandon? Let's go. That sounds like commitment. So let's get started here. Let's start with the tough stuff. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. So my name is Brandon Crawford. Um, I'm the head designer of things of Second Sun Design Company. Um, I'm based in Charleston, South Carolina right now. I started the University of South Carolina um, as a civil engineer grad and it turned out I was absolutely terrible at math. <laughs> so I got introduced to graphic design about midway through my college career, started design school, finished design school, and then immediately after that I went into a production job, um, pr- production designer job for um, a big marketing company and we did uh spirits and wine industry so i got to work with some really cool brands yeah there's a lot of perks to that too man we got free liquor and free wine all I was the gonna time say, those like tastings that. must be rough yeah it was great we got tickets to events and stuff like that so um did that for about four years and then after that um i was actually in the sign print industry for about two years mm-hmm. then got out of that and i'm actually very proudly to say right now i'm part of the marketing team of a local college down here in charleston very cool as a graphic designer and i'm also an adjunct professor of graphic design Ooh. Yeah. Yes. A bit going on. Yeah, exactly. So you guys are doing like remote school, right? Are you doing Zoom school or in-person stuff? So we're doing a lot of hybrid stuff. So you, they're actually giving the students a lot of um, options. So you yeah. can do fully online. You can do hybrid classes where you can go into labs um, some days and then not some days. And then, you know, for some things that we do, you have to be in person. Mm-hmm. You can't do them online just because it's like a technical skill. Yep. Um, so for that, they're, you know, they have their safety precautions and all that kind of stuff that we're going through. Yeah, it's weird. We are like today is the second day back to school um, for kids and stuff local here. And my wife and I took like the crazy leap of homeschooling our kids for this this school year. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it, but I just, I, I don't want to screw them up. I'm not a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. I don't have any kids, but I know a lot of people that do and they're going through that right now. And it's yeah. a, it's a really big change in a lot of people's lives for sure. Yeah. There's not a lot of big changes and we're just sort of adapting and moving forward. Right. Yep. That's all you can do. Awesome. Well, I want to kick this back further, Brandon, and I want to chat about childhood. This is where the counseling session begins what was your childhood like? Do you feel that you had a creative childhood that sort of steered you down this career path? Um, so, so yes and no. Um, I've been drawing literally since I could pick up a pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had I've, I've had this innate ability to be able to do it. Um, I'm actually pretty good at it. I just did it throughout my childhood. My parents always bought me coloring books. They always bought me sketchbooks, and I'd fill them up, and they'd buy me some more. Um, but I never really connected it to a career. It was yeah. just something that I could do. Yeah. Uh, didn't really take any art classes through high school. It was just it was just something that I could do. A lot of people didn't even know that I could do it until they saw me do it. And they're like, wow, why don't you do this? And I was like, I don't know. It's just something that I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, yeah, very nurturing. It wasn't anything like, don't do this. You need to be a doctor kind of childhood. And it, I mean, it, yeah. it was great. And I kind of just found it. It like naturally found myself going back into this path of like having this ability and having this eye to look at things and you know just structuring them visually and that's why you know when i started doing graphic design i mean it literally flipped my world upside down so so when you were drawing were you drawing like scenery pictures were you drawing cars were you drawing animals were you drawing like anime stuff what were you drawing 
Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, sweet. I, I was infatuated with dinosaurs. Um, I was also drawing a lot of houses and stuff like that. So yep. going back, when I said I started as a civil engineer, I actually wanted to be an architect. Like yep. that was my career path. And somewhere along the line, some guy was like, well, you got to have an engineer to be an architect. Well, that was all bullshit. Yep. So when I started engineering, it kind of threw me off that path. But then, you know, it led me down a better path to graphic design. But mm-hmm. yeah, mainly just structures and dinosaurs absolutely still to this day i love dinosaurs that's awesome so that when you say you were drawing structures that reminds me of when i started drawing i tried to draw cars never got like the proportions right and they always looked goofy you know i'd even be copying like that's a corvette in the drawing i'm gonna just draw that and it would look (laughs) horrible so then i moved on to drawing houses and like laying out my floor plan like of my dream house not just the house though the actual yard So I had my house drawing and then in the backyard, I had like a drag strip over here at this monster truck dirt track here. And I had a like actual road race course over here. Like, I don't know how much property I thought I was going to own in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was, it was a perspective thing for me. I used to love drawing in perspective. Yeah. Um, Just anything and everything I could. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how it was growing up so did you have any like aunts and uncles around you who were graphic designers or in that trade that sort of saw you going down that career path or could tell you about it or show you about it or was this like what was the moment that graphic design just like clicked for you and you went oh yeah that's what it's been leading to (laughs) uh actually yeah so um on my mom's side of the family they're they're pretty artistic my grandmother was a painted painter and she was I mean, she was unreal. She was so good. And she was a big influence in my life when I was younger. Um, my uncles can draw. Um, mm-hmm. So I always kind of was around it a little bit growing up and could see it. And I kind of picked up on it and I was doing my own thing. Um, it never really translated into design um, until about midway through college. Now, I do have an aunt that's been a graphic designer for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then when she found out that I was going into the field, I mean, she was over the moon about it. I mean, and she's helped so much. I mean, God knows this 12 years ago, 10, 10, 10, 12 years ago now, Mm -hmm. but she's helped me so much of just, you know, being an actual designer in the business, you know, just send pointers here and there. So, yeah, so I had, I had, I had had some infrastructure there. Awesome. That kind of guided you along and even, you know, sprinkled little bits of, you know, design and drawing, you know, throughout your childhood and stuff. Exactly. Very cool. So is there one specific design or piece of art or something that, might be the most influential of your life so far something that you saw or experienced and has just stuck with you since ah that's such a hard question because being a professional designer we seek out this kind of stuff you know i mean we've literally seen tens of thousands of different designs and artworks and it's so hard to be like that one did it um but i can tell you like as soon as i got out of design school and i was working i really got into gig poster artwork yeah and these guys and girls that do this work are literally a cut above. I mean, they're, they're, it's a kind of an underground thing that a lot of people don't know about, but the talent that's in that industry is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, you know, I follow DKNG. They're huge illustrators for the gig poster industry. Ken Taylor, mm-hmm. Daniel Danger, um, all these really talented people, I actually have their screen printed posters are hanging in my house right now. I'm looking, I'm looking at one right now, but it, it just showed you like where you could take it. And I guess that's where that drawing came back to me when I was younger. It was like what you could do with this vector artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's all of us, not vector, but it was, 
it was super influ- influential. Like that's that's the level of designer illustrator that I wanted. Like I want to be. So yeah. just aspiring to be that, you know. So definitely that would like ignite the the passion and the direction for sure right seeing some of that stuff and just being you know but i think and correct me if i'm wrong but even if somebody on the outside saw work that you did beside you know something like one of the names that you just mentioned and said man you're like right on par you're at that level would you even believe them Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Absolutely Without not. a doubt, nope. <laughs> no. I think it's an innate thing with designers until you actually hit a certain tier in your career. It's like yeah. you just because you see all this great artwork and you like you try not to compare yourself to them, but you do. And there's yeah. no way to get around because you absolutely do 100 percent. And, mm-hmm. you know, you think about it, it's like, OK, I can be there one day. And it's like, when will that one day come? I don't even know if that will come. You know, what I, mean? I might always think my work subpar, even though. Some people don't, you know, I don't know that, you know, I don't know the end answer to that. So <laughs> yeah, there's no solution to that one. <laughs> uh, so Brandon, who are some of the designers and brands that you look up to and closely follow? What is it about them that you like? So I'm really big into personality when it mm. comes to brands. Um, there's been this really weird, I'm not even going to call it a trend, but it's just been this really weird era of graphic design where everything's going super simple and minimal, minimalistic and like there's just no personality in it you know what i mean okay this the design actually might be pretty solid but i just don't have any feelings behind it yeah so some of the people that i like to follow are like timba smiths he's a um, illustrator based out of the uk mm-hmm. that does um some really cool retro like 50s 60s kind of design but he has his own twist on it and this guy's not scared to experiment he you know if you look at his stuff, you know, he had a very, very, very specific style at the beginning, but sometimes he'll throw something in there. It's like, that doesn't look like anything you've ever done before. Yeah. And that's super cool because he's still pushing that envelope of what he could do. Um, so I really try to follow designers that have that type of like mentality when it comes to their work. So Kendrick mm-hmm. Kidd's another one. Love Kendrick Kidd. Um, he's just a super cool guy in general, but he, he is not scared to just do something crazy off the wall, you know what I mean? And just put it out there and see what happens. Um, Matt Dawson, the guy that started um, Crop Cons, super, super solid. Um, yeah. I love him to death. Jared, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say those three names that you've mentioned. It's funny you say that because I've interviewed them all. I had great conversations with them, even keep in touch now. And they are full of personality, and I thoroughly enjoyed those conversations, like, so much. Yeah. I think you got like when you're when you're doing this graphic design kind of stuff, it like you gotta have that. You know what I mean? Even if it, mm-hmm. even if not, you're not an extroverted person or something like that. You know, you, you got to put it into your own work. And these guys do mm-hmm. it so well. Do they do it so well? Definitely. Sorry, you ever, I cut you off. You were gonna throw out another name or something there. Uh, yeah. So very very like I can't say enough about this next guy. So this is local talent down here in Charleston. This guy's name is Jay Fletcher, and he is just a generational talent anything this kid touches is just iconic um i remember seeing him speak when i was in design school at aiga meeting and i was just obsessed with him ever since and dude he is just unbelievably talented but he's very very stylistic which is kind of like opposed to what the first three names that i said mm-hmm. but he is is He's just above. He's just above everybody else. It's so good. That's cool. I don't think I've heard of Jay before, so I'm gonna to have to check it out. Reach out. Yeah, please do for sure. Beautiful. Love those names that you brought up. Very talented crew. 
um, great stories behind a lot of those as well. Um, you know, their own individual journeys, which is awesome. Um, so Brandon, now we got to get into some of the tough stuff. The next few questions take you down part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons, and I want to pull those stories out of you. Then I'll turn this bus around. We'll finish up in a happy place. All right. Sounds good. So what has been the most challenging period of time in your career so far? Um, why was it challenging and how did you get through it? So I suffered from burnout. Mm -hmm. kind of earlier in my career um, and it was really bad burnout about three years of it so I actually went yeah so going after design school and then working that production job that I was telling you it was a big company so I was a on-site graphic designer at a a distributor Mm -hmm. and we had a quota every day we were I was literally putting out anywhere from eight to twelve jobs a day and it was it was cool I mean don't get me wrong I was working some really cool big brands I was doing some really cool print stuff Um, it was just a lot and uh-huh. a lot, lot, and I found myself not really. It turned into a job instead of a passion. So I found myself not working on personal stuff in the evenings and stuff like that. So it turned into this eight, you know, eight to five kind of gig. Uh-huh. I mean, that lasted for about three years. I even, you know, I've even thought about leaving the industry at that point because I just wasn't being fulfilled anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but what brought me out of it, as weird as, weird as this is going to sound, was a was a freelance client. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I got contacted by um, uh, a guy that was doing a lot of home brewing at the time. And that time I was a big home brewer, I'm a big craft beer guy. And uh, he was like, hey, I'm just messing around in my garage. Would you, would you want to design some labels for me? We're not doing anything big. I just want to like pass them out to friends and family. Yeah. It's like, yeah, absolutely. So we went to the project. Project went, you know, fine. I did some custom illustrated like labels and stuff like that. And um, a couple months later, he's like, hey, I got this really cool name for a brewery. I'm probably not going to turn it into a brewery, but let's let's do a logo for it anyways. <laughs> nice. And I was like, okay, sweet. Let's do it. Um, so designed the logo, went through and all that, and it turned out they actually did open up a brewery. Awesome. And um, they've been my client for probably about seven years now. And I know when people talk about ideal clients, it's all relative, but these guys are really, really an ideal client for me. Um, they trust me which is really good. They respect me. They see me as like the expert in the room when we're having conversations and they let me like inject my own personality into the brand. And like, this is super unique situation, you know, once in a, you know, once or a few times in a career type of client Mm -hmm. and they're just fantastic. It brought me back from the brink. You know, it, it gave me, or it let me see that I could still give value to people and that what I did still had value to it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it that's... was really pulling you out of that, like, go, 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 just uh, more about production and output versus creativity and problem solving and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's two different realms of graphic design, production design and actually doing creative branding and identity design and stuff. like that. It's two different realms. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm so thankful that I was introduced to this guy and or and their you know in their family. I'm almost like family to them now when it comes to you know our client relationship. So it was that, great. It really that's was cool. So do you think it's do you think it's important for designers to maybe get some experience with that production design area, just with the volume of design and the amount of different things you're creating for a bunch of different brands like is there value there in doing that 
Oh, absolutely. Um, so if you can stand it, I would recommend any, you know, any young designer going into production design for a couple of years and a couple of reasons why. One, it makes you extremely efficient yes. when you're when you're designing using your programs. I mean, when I had that for, you know, when I was doing that for four years, it took it took me into a different stratosphere of learning how to use these programs. And now I'm an extremely fast designer. If I need you know to those hotkeys like nothing. Dude, it's crazy. I barely even use my mouse when I'm designing. So um, it's it's there's pros and there's cons to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have the mental capacity to do that, great. Um, but it like it did. I just got to a breaking point. Yeah. But I, I do think there's a lot of good things you can learn from it. Um, doing production design. Beautiful. Um, so sticking with the challenges, I got to stay here a little bit longer. Just linger a little bit more with me here, Brandon. <laughs> okay. Take us to a specific design and a specific project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that story? Oh gosh. Yeah. I was looking at this question. I was, you know, I had to sit back and say, which one do I want? To which tell? one? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There's, there's been a lot and that's just what happens when you grow. Um, so I was in college <clears throat> and I had a friend of mine They introduced me to a friend of theirs and she worked for uh, a national, like a national company. Um, I'm not going to say any names cause the business is not, uh, it's, it's not a business anymore, but, um, she didn't, they got, we got introduced <clears throat> and, she wanted some t-shirt design. So I said, that's fine. So I ended, ended up doing some t-shirts design for him. She ended up coming back to me. He's like, hey, we're thinking about rebranding our business. Nice. And I was like, okay, great. That sounds amazing. And it ended up being a very, very, very large job um, of rebranding a national company. And I got kind of got stuck in it. Um, I didn't necessarily oversell my abilities to do it. I just got really, really over my head very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I had to call in some reinforcements they kind of helped me through the process <clears throat> and it, it was just it the whole project just had a weird feel to it it never it was never right from the beginning and it it, it just kept having stumble points over stumble points over stumble points we ended up in we ended up doing this brand new logo form they loved it at first and then like approved it came back said they didn't love it and all this because they did a lot of testing and they said they didn't like it so they didn't like the logo <clears throat> so they, they said they were going to rebrand it but they weren't going to go with us and it was just this whole horror deal they wanted us to take the new logo from the other company and implement it throughout their brand and it was man i was a sophomore in design school and i was mm-hmm. just it was a, it was a bad but a really good learning experience i'll just put it that way yeah so so in that situation what what did you learn? What have you learned and sort of implemented from that? Um, don't be cocky. Like, <laughs> know, know your limits. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, just understand that, like, if, if you think that you're not going to be able to do this, just, like, be honest with the client. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money and time and energy being transferred through all these different interactions. And just be honest. Like, <clears throat> I just don't think I'm the right guy for you. I mean, this should have been a job for a pretty large agency. And just some happen, some way we got, you know, thrown into it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's the main thing I took out of it. Just like uh, understand where you're at in your career, understand your experience, understand your limits, and just be honest with the client. Man, I know exactly that feeling, not in the design sense, but in a previous life here, I was pursuing the auto mechanic career. So I did all my training and I learned all the stuff and I was a first year journeyman, which is like, you're pretty new still. 
but you, you understand, you know, the basics, you know, the processes, you know, how everything works. And, you know, with creative thinking, you can, you can do these things. So I was introduced through a friend to this person who got a quote from a real auto mechanic shop for like two grand to do this cylinder head replacement. And I, I don't mean to talk automotive on the, like the design podcast here, but you'll get it in a second here. So at the time I worked for a forklift dealership, I was just this like labor guy at this forklift dealership and they let me use the shop over the weekend to do this car repair for this lady. And I gave her a price of 500 bucks. Like, yeah, it's going to take a weekend of my time. I'm still new to this stuff. It was like 30 bucks an hour, 500 bucks. I'll do it. And, um, so I got bought the parts and everything. I took it all apart. You know, I'm labeling everything. It's all going awesome. Great. I'm putting it all back together. All right. This is going great. This is awesome. And the problem was, is that when she drove her car in, you could see the white smoke pouring out of the tailpipe. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, we'll solve that. No problem. Fix it all up. Get it all back together. Everything going good. First off, I'm nervous. I'm like, shit, I hope this thing starts. And I hop in the car and it starts. Oh, that's awesome. And I look out the tailpipe, white smoke still. And it's just got to clear it out. Just got to clear it out. That's all. That's all. And I'm watching and it's not clearing out. I'm like, oh man, it's got to go away at some point. And at this point, the lady's like on her way to pick up her car. Like, so she shows up. I'm like, it'll, it'll just clear out. You just got to drive it a little bit more. And it ended up worse. Oh God. Then when it started and she wouldn't accept her money back because I put time into it. So I felt bad then. And I knew it was going wrong because she texted me later on that night. It was a Sunday night. And she said, hey, just so you know, the car didn't stop smoking. I'm going to look into it tomorrow. And then I get into the shop the next day and I'm you know, chatting with the mechanics there who do all the forklift stuff. And I'm telling them about the job. And I'm like, yeah, and it's still smoking. They go, oh, well, did you send the cylinder head away to be like shaved down a bit to make sure it's level? No, I just put the new gasket on. Oh, no, you got to send it away. That head's probably warped and it's a mess. And long story short, yeah, the head was warped. It just needed to be a stupid thing. But but that feeling where I was like, I got this. And then partly through, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in way over my head. Um, what do I do? It just, just kind of faked it till I finished. And it didn't fix it. So yeah, I know exactly that feeling. It it yeah, it's it's made me very, you know, conscious of who I work with now too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do trust my gut a lot when it comes to this stuff. If I you know, I usually go through interviews with clients before we even start working together just to see if we're gonna be a good fit because I don't wanna waste your time. I don't want you to waste my time if I'm not gonna be a good fit for your brand or yeah. like whatever the project is. Um but yeah, it's you know, just being a little bit more cautious definitely yep just uh, and i loved how you worded it um so not, maybe not even a cockiness but just don't bite off more than you could chew yet like just just ease into it learn some things and i mean i guess that's one of the things you have to learn <laughs> yeah well it, it, it comes with time and that's yeah. all it is I, so i'm saying i if, if that if that same job landed on my door right now I could do it without, you know, I could do it without a heartbeat. It, yeah. I could do it by myself. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even need a big crew to do all that. But back then, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Uh, Brandon, what's something that you're struggling with in your creative career right now? Um, finding voice. Um, so I like, so I, I specialize in uh, brand identities, mm-hmm. which, you know, every project that comes with that is tailored to the client. Mm-hmm. But I do would like, I mean, I would really like to explore, you know, having my personal brand, you know, maybe making some 
t-shirts and you know stuff that I could sell online digital assets um, and it's really hard to do that um, when you're a logo designer because you try not to be stylistic as a logo designer you want to be flexible enough that where you can you know come up with these cool tailored solutions for each client right mm -hmm. and and like when you try to implement that into your own brand it's like you need this consistency and it, it's branding yourself is one of the hardest things you could ever do as a graphic designer and yeah, that man. sounds so counterintuitive but it's true it's really really hard to do so that, yeah that's kind of what i'm struggling with right now it's like the marketing and advertising agency that struggles with marketing and advertising for themselves right they can hit it out of the park with clients all day long is you know because a lot of those a lot of marketing agencies go to other places to get branding for their own places it's just because i don't know it's it's a really weird paradox to be a graphic designer and try to brand yourself i can't really mm -hmm. explain it i can't put you in my shoes unless you've actually been in those shoes before you know so but yeah that's kind of where i'm at got it so what are you what are you doing to sort of to reel that in to to pr process through that because it's something you got to do yeah um exploring that's all I can do. I learned a long time ago, especially when I got out of that burnout stage, mm -hmm. I started having this, um, I don't even know what to call it, but I started having this syndrome. I was like, oh, I like this style. Let me do this style. Oh, I like this style. Let me do this style. And I just, I was just emulating things that were out on the internet that I thought was cool. And like, I, I started realizing like, man, that's, you're not going to get anywhere doing this. I mean, you're just copying other, you know, for lack of a better word, you're copying other people. Yeah. Uh, stop, stop. You know, be inspired. I mean, admire people, but don't be inspired. And just nose to the grindstone, draw. You know, create things, and without looking at you know outside, you know outside things coming in, and it eventually will just come, and you'll have it, and they'll be yours. So that's kind of what I've been working on a good bit. Um, just trying to fill up sketchbooks as much as I can, and just learning new skills. So, mm. got it. Well, keep me posted on how that works out. Yeah, I definitely will for sure. All right, Brandon, I'm going to turn this bus around here for you. I want you now to tell me about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of, one that just makes your heart sing. Yeah, I got to go back to the brewery job, man. So I don't know how you feel about dropping names on the podcast or anything like Drop that. Drop whatever you want. So Columbia Craft Brewing out of Columbia, South Carolina. These are the guys that I got up with about six or seven years ago. Um, and, you know... We've grown so much as a client designer relationship. They've grown so much as a business that I feel like that I'm like I am absolutely one percent, one hundred percent part of this. Um, they're great clients. They're doing really big things right now for with distribution and they're they're expanding their tap room and everything like that. And I can't be proud enough of what these guys are doing and what we you know what we built together. Yeah, you know, as a client designer relationship, and I just love it. I love it. I really do. That's beautiful. I'm going to look up the brewery. I want to see your work. Well, their their website's under construction right now. So, but they, you can go on their you can go on their Instagram. Instagram, perfect. Yeah. We'll check yeah. that out there. Uh, Brandon, what is one design product, tool, website, or a community that you just cannot live without? Oh, sketchbook. Sketchbook. Sketchbook, sketchbook and a pencil. I love field notes. I got about 12 of them scattered on my table right now nice. <laughs> with three other sketchbooks. Like I got to have something to write on, you know, um, or something to draw in all the time. Cause that's where, that's where the magic happens for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Drawing pen on paper or pencil on paper, I should say. Yep. Perfect. Brandon, you have made it to the point of the show for the ask it forward question. And I got to be completely honest. I have been very excited 
to ask this question of my next guest. Okay. Um, so first, um, the ask it forward question is where I have a question for you from my last guest and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So first up, my previous guest was Erica Williams, also known as Hookie Duke on Instagram. She is an extremely talented illustrator and now the author of her own book that was just released. So I'm not going to give you too much context on this. Um, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> okay. And I want you to listen. I want you to metaphorically digest this. And then whatever comes to mind, just, just in an instant, just say it. Um, so the question starts, 2,000-year-old butter, 14,500-year-old bread, ancient sarcophagus cheese put together in a, as a grilled cheese sandwich cooked in a 2000 year old pan call it the grilled cheese sandwich of the gods <laughs> now now something you should know Brandon is that in this sarcophagus cheese there's a 50% chance it contains an extremely dangerous bacteria that may seriously harm you do you take the risk to gamble and, and eat this grilled cheese sandwich, even even a bite or two, just to say you did? Oh, man, death by cheese. I'm going to say yes. And you know why I say yes? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say I yes. love a gamble. We all got to die. If I if my story and legacy goes down as I'm – if I die by eating an ancient grilled cheese sandwich, I'm 100% okay with it. History. <laughs> that is a history making. They will death. name high schools after me. That is amazing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the cafeteria serves only grilled cheese sandwiches. This is That's called it. the Crawford sandwich. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing, man. Um, Brandon, what is the question you would like me to ask the next guest for you? All right. So it took me a while to think about this, and I did. And. It's always been a controversial thing, and I'm really kind of wanting to hear this from uh, another designer. Mm -hmm. Would you ever work for free? Mm. And if yes, why? And if no, uh, who cares? You wouldn't do the job anyway. <laughs> Would you ever work for free and why? Why or why not? Yeah, why or why not? There you go. Beautiful. Brandon, I will ask that of the next guest. You have reached the end of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been an absolute blast. And I'm so glad that I now have somebody that I could share this potential grudgy sandwich with. <laughs> we'll split it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Dave. I really, I really appreciate you reaching out to me. And I really I, I enjoy your show. I listen to it all the time. And thank you again. I really do appreciate it. I'm absolutely humbled to hear that. Surprised to hear that. Um, but we're doing, we're doing it anyways. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right, all right. That is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and spending some time here. If you're digging what you're hearing on the Quickie Podcast here, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening, and leave me a rating and a review. Makes me smile, guys. Nothing wrong with spreading smiles. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.